0: All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie: You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50. That's MADNESS50
1: to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot.
2: Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. Going to be with you on a Balls McWednesday. Hope this finds you doing well. Did you creep outside early this morning, Tom, and you get dumped on with the rain? <laughs> no. I did, buddy. It was pouring when I walked outside. I said, oh. no, you cannot sour me on my enthusiasm for this game this weekend. I'm excited.
0: Well, was that about trash cans or something? You had to take them down? or
2: Yeah, every morning I typically – that's when I take out the trash every morning. Kind of get I want a reason to go outside and – Take in the fresh air, and I was like, I opened the door and went, oh, what are we doing here? My son was complaining because it was warm. I said, ah, oh, but this is the front. This is the front coming through now. What are we getting on Saturday afternoon? I always used to ask you to check that weather window, Tom. That's the
0: Matt Millar weather window. But I'm it's just all right. uh, You it.
2: are, but what is the weather window telling us Saturday at noon? Are we going to be feeling it? Or are we going to be excited about it?
0: Yeah, we will be very excited about it, especially at 10 a.m. at Hotel Indigo, mm. which is 826 West Gaines Street in College Town. Good times. The high for the day on Saturday currently is forecast at 79 degrees. Ooh. So that means for the pregame show at 10 a.m., Hotel Indigo will yeah. probably be in the mid to upper 60s. That ain't bad.
2: And on Friday... If you're coming out for the happy hour show, I imagine that's going to be glorious out on the deck at the CP, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. If you were to sit outside, you would be enjoying a high of 80 degrees on Friday. That doesn't suck. So by the time that the happy hour starts, or if you want to go sit on the deck at CP after it's over, it'll be a balmy 72. I mean, it's 6.37 o'clock at night, beautiful.
2: As an aside, I'll get back to FSU for a second. I don't know if you saw this. The Bucks are going to be without four starters for the game against the uh, Ravens Thursday night. Are they all, all wide receivers? All right. All right. No, it's it's uh, Carlton Davis. Yes, Carlton Davis, and, Sean um, Murphy, Bunny are going to be out. Cam Braids going to be out. Antonio Winfield Junior is going to be out.
0: Winfield had a concussion yes. in the second. Gedecky's
2: going to be out. He stinks anyhow. A uh, lot, lot of lot of problems.
0: Hmm. That's some issues. <laughs> <laughs> right now what is the over under for the win total that carries the NFC South? We are finally experiencing what it's like to be in the NFC East for all those years where under 500 is right in play.
2: You know what I think is interesting? I think there's going to be real value. Get this, I think there might be some real value on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty soon. Um because you don't have to be good right now. And apparently in that division, you're not going to have to be good hardly at all at any point to have a chance to win it. Like, you might be able to go 9-8 and eight and win the division.
0: Their remaining schedule includes the Ravens, Rams. Well, that's,
2: they're going to lose to the Ravens. The Rams are a mess. Where's the Rams game?
0: In Tampa. Mm, we'll Does see. it matter? I mean, can't score anywhere. Well, there but there I mean, really they, they, the
2: Rams suck too.
0: And uh, they'll go play in Germany, and they're going to play Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Oh, they'll, get, they'll probably get beat there, yeah. Travel to Cleveland.
2: They'll win that game. Cleveland's awful. Host the
0: Saints. Hmm. Go out to South Carolina. up uh, South Carolina. Listen to me. San Francisco, <laughs> loss. Host the Bengals, loss. Out to Arizona,
2: mm, could win that game.
0: Panthers Falcons
2: should win both those games.
0: And you're looking at eight wins, eight and nine. Could win the division. Could win the it division. could. It could, it could yeah, very well could win the division yeah, yeah.
2: at eight and nine. That's why I said there might be some value there. And God forbid they get healthy. Now they're not any good, and they're not a the threat to win anything. But if you were to put some you know, little pizza money on them to make the playoffs, you might get incredible odds, and you're just doing it based on the fact that the division's terrible. Not because you think they're good. You think they may suck enough to somehow back into winning eight games in a horrible division and win the division and make the playoffs. Just something to point out.
0: If the offense ever got together, that defense is pretty good, so... That's the one thing that will just be lingering until it's officially over. We'll see, season. though.
2: I did appreciate If you haven't watched this week, you will enjoy it because I know you respect him. Go watch Brian Baldinger's breakdown of the defense. We'll see. They're not trying real hard, and their run fits are terrible.
0: Correct. I'll bet you they're a whole lot better if they think that we can score more than 10 points.
2: Maybe, maybe. They haven't. I'm worried about a couple players. I was worried about him before this offense. Well, you've, go got a,
0: you've got cancer in that locker room. Brady's not trying as hard as he, as he well, he's has just, to. Well, he's certainly distracted.
2: And they also have the worst rushing attack in football. So everything that you do is one-dimensional. You've got zero chance. I don't care if Jesus is playing quarterback. You've got no chance.
0: The thing is, I think you're better off with the rookie, Rashad White, because a lot of these situations, it's blocked up for at least a gain of three or four, and Fournette's just bouncing.
2: Indiscriminate. Well, and they benched him. I mean, you they saw. Benched yeah, they benched him last game. Yeah, they benched him last game. I mean, that yeah. that I don't disagree about that. There are a lot of, lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things, man. A lot of things. It's fascinating. But you know what? It's the other part of it. I love. I mean, I love football, college and pro. I watch it all every weekend. It's a great joy. It's always. I call it a male soap opera. I know it's not exclusive to males. There are all these things, right? The same sort of dramatic swings that we're seeing. With the Bucs right now, you're seeing a Texas A&M, right? Jimbo Fisher has been the talk of college football this week. Um, beleaguered. They've had to suspend players. you got three freshmen uh, that are suspended after this locker room incident where they're smoking weed after the game in the locker room. I mean, this is a program run muck with no discipline whatsoever. Jimbo's at the dais telling everybody about how at least they're not getting blown off the field and all this run off the field. All this nonsense, right? We love this. We, we love the, the storylines, real and imagined and everything in between. Hey,
0: Coach, you want to hit this?
2: <laughs> the only thing I'm saying is that it doesn't matter so long as when you put your chips to the middle of the table, it paid off in the way of a Super Bowl championship, and it did in Tampa. So this fallout can look whatever way it wants to look like. They would have been terrible if Brady had stayed retired and Trask had to start. We're pretty sure we're going to suck just like we are now. It doesn't really matter. Yeah,
0: It doesn't matter that he's two-thirds of the way to Joan Rivers. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) That flag flies forever. Well, it does. And,
2: you know, the funny thing is with Brady, anyhow, of course, because he has been so good for so long that he's engendered by non-Patriots fans, certainly, uh, a whole lot of hatred. Anybody that's on top for that long evis- eventually elicits a ton of hatred. See all these franchises that have ever been the most successful, Dallas, the Yankees, you name them all, right?
0: Yeah, the thing is, it's just I, I've seen the talk down in Tampa, and it's oversimplified, as much of it always is in Tampa sports media, that if Evans catches that ball, they're going to go magically score what? 35 points. Well, they might have won the game. Because they they might have won the game 17-16. to 16. Right. I mean, what are yeah. we talking about here? Yeah. No, I know. It's not like that offense is going to go up and down the field. The maddening thing is he's still an average to above-average quarterback when he's not fully prepared for the test. Yeah. yeah. So let's do the preparation thing again.
2: Well, and even if he does, they are going to have problems moving the ball. They'll be better. But they if you can't run, you're going to have a hard time. I mean, they, they are, again, when you're averaging 60 yards a game on the ground, uh, good luck with that. Now, he may welcome... Throwing the ball sixty times a game, and you just pad your career numbers and walk out the door, I suppose. But if you're actually trying to win games, they're going to have to remedy the non-running situation. That, that's that's problematic, and I do think that uh, we've got serious question marks as a play caller over there as well. So, uh, he's become- uh,
0: there's total dysfunction. I mean, there is an innocuous play this weekend. And we, I'm so attuned to this because of Florida State. You know, Florida State has prepared me for a lot of things as an undergraduate student back in the day. <laughs> But Florida State football has prepared, for me, has prepared me to look for toxicity on sidelines and dysfunction on a football team mm-hmm. because of what we've seen mm-hmm. the last five years. When Mike Evans breaks in on a throw to the end zone and doesn't go up for the ball, that's clearly a miscommunication. Then he starts limping, and he calls to come off. The, no, man. that's You're not hurt.
1: Stop it. Well, you're
0: not hurt. It is, That's by a the miscommunication, way, and you don't want to look like the fall guy.
2: It's also, by the way – The negative side, if you're ever going to bring it up to Mike, he's done it his whole career that way. Yes. That has always been the case. That's not new. It's always, oh, knee hurts after that drop.
0: (laughs) The principal difference between Mike Evans and MJ Walker is Mike Evans is going to the Professional Hall of Fame. Correct. That's the difference.
2: Now we go to Florida State, which we are enthusiastic about, and practice has gone well this week, and uh, there's not a lot to report until you play a game, and we haven't played one in some time, so it's difficult to really dive right in, sink your teeth into that, but rather... Project what you hope happens on Saturday, which I think is a team well-prepared, ready to play, healthier than they've been in a long time, and one that's going to win a football game, and then we're off and running.
0: Coach Norvell saying today that Fabian Lovett is a game-time decision, but they've given him more and more. I can speak mm-hmm. to that being a practice yesterday. Limited action. There, I mean, it's not full bore like it was August 25th or something along those lines. But there was an individual rep yesterday where he went against one of our guards and he looked very much like Fabian Lovett. And you go, oh, there it is. He's yeah, fine.
2: Yeah, he destroyed Demetri Emanuel.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well,
2: let me say something. Uh, would you play him?
0: Yeah. I'd play him on a – I would ramp him up and see how he goes.
2: But I'm, 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 I'm saying I might this. not even start him, though. Well, I might right, roll him out there third, right.
0: fourth drive and then see how it goes. Miami is the bigger fish to fry here, of course, and so is Syracuse right behind it. Correct. But I don't want him going out cold Cold, against Miami. All
2: right, so I'm going to give you this because I thought about it yesterday. You know, you probably don't need him against Georgia Tech, and you can gauge it, right? So let's say you don't start him, and he's dressed and ready to go. He can give you something if he needs to. He's cleared. Everybody's happy about that, let's say. And you go right down the field and you score. And then you don't start him, and then Georgia Tech goes three and out, and you go right down the field and score, and it's 14 to nothing. Now you get a decision to make. Am I going to play him? Or should I just wait? Should I just wait at that point and let him go play 7.30, ABC, at Miami, juiced, ready to roll, healthier, another week, because you didn't have to play him against Georgia Tech?
0: There are enough examples. I understand it's Georgia Tech that we're playing. There are enough examples of us getting out to a good start and, you know, blank in the bed, that I would still move forward with the plan.
2: Listen, I I will always say this, and this is true, and I I am independently saying this without any information about the dialogue between Fabian Lovett, doctors, and the team. So this is just me spitballing here, having some fun. It's a talking point. You, You like to hold off on having to use your secret weapon, if you will, until you absolutely have to. But the truth of the matter is the player wants to play. The player always wants to play if they can play, and they're doing what they can to go get their money. So that's a factor, too. If Fabian Lovett is of the mindset, I've got to go put it on tape over these next five games, and I want to go get paid, and I'm healthy, and I've been cleared, well, then he's playing, and you got to play him, and you let him go do it. I I get all of that.
0: I'm just saying, what maximizes the opportunity for Fabian to play most of the Miami game and the Syracuse game? Is it holding him back this week, or is it ramping him up this week? I think it's ramping him up. Well, it
2: just depends on how many reps you're giving him in practice this week and next. Like, if to me, he hasn't really been able to simulate anything close to a game. He hasn't, let's say, been involved in those drills the way that you would be if you were a starter working up to a game. Um then, then, you know, yeah, you play him. Let's, let's see, let's get him some wind. Let's see what he does with, with the yeah. juices flow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And it, that seems to be the mindset of this coaching staff too, because you've got the Jared verse example from wake forest where he ended up playing between 25 and 30 plays. It felt like he was only out there for maybe a dozen, but the snap count at the end of the game said very differently. That's why we like to check these things, but that it's, you know, 2025, 20, man, you put him on a pitch count of 12 to 16 in this game. You should be, that should be enough. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's got to get that contact work going because, you know, if it was Georgia Tech, Miami, and then Louisiana, maybe not. Maybe I don't. But I, I need him to play two weeks in a row here coming up real soon. We keep getting
2: asked every day, and all of us that work for WarChan, and I would imagine it's true of anybody on the beat, whether or not uh, Winston Wright's going to play. I don't have the answer to that question. I wouldn't be allowed to tell you if I did. I do know we're getting to a place in the schedule where if he doesn't play soon, what's the point?
0: I agree, and, and what I'd say about this receiving core this year, while it hasn't been you know, the best in the country in terms of measurables, whose reps has he taken? I mean, honestly you know is it is he going to be out there as a starter by the end of the season because you've got people who are in the flow of the offense for swaths of a year and we're coming down the stretch he would be to me a package player at this point early yeah when you work when you work him back in yeah i i he could be a starter maybe but if you worked him in the next couple of weeks maybe by florida but i mean it's the end of the year i just don't know the point i mean at this
2: he I think he's he, doing more and more. That's well, we could share that
0: much. He's doing more and more in practice. At some point, you said but, great. Yeah,
2: I mean, you, you if got he's J- not involved
0: in the game plan and, and install. Well, well, he's not gonna play. What's the? I'm not one to argue, and, and nor am I arguing that Ja'kai Douglas is a better wide receiver than Winston Wright. My point would be that with Johnny and McLean and Kentron coming on lately and having some good practices behind a, a really acrobatic catch against Clemson, and you got Pittman. And Ja'Kai, I mean, you've got different roles for all these body types. You don't have to force it here if he's not running like a bat out of hell. And if he was at this point, he'd be on the field. Yeah. So
2: I hate it for the kid. It stinks so much. I mean, it was all set up perfectly. And Florida State would have been the benefactor big time. We know what that kid can do against Power 5 competition. We know the consistency with which he played. We know the production uh, of his game. When he was at West Virginia so that's just a, a really sad situation that happened a car accident that's not his fault that it requires him to have surgery and miss a significant amount of time changing the time frame on what he hopes to be a pro career I do wonder and this is me talking out loud it's more rhetorical than anything else in that is hey if he doesn't play this weekend and say he doesn't play against Miami well what are we doing here? There would be no reason to play whatsoever at that point. Just come back next year and go show out at, as, at 100% and make your money that way. I mean, I, I know he wanted to speed it up. I know he wanted to go pro. That much was made evident. But you haven't played. It,
0: right, and circumstances beyond your control and I would think he could get a medical shirt this year as well. He's a red shirt junior, so he still has no matter what he happens play, with eligibility, no matter what. he can come back next year. It's probably in his best interest to do so. It's just if he if it was a different, <laughs> if he was at 100% by now, they, they're not holding him back if right. he was there. He'd yeah. be on the field. The problem is, do you really want to roll him out? Let's say he can't play this weekend. Do you really want to roll him out for his first game against Miami? Not that there are any great shakes, but I mean – You've got a thing you've got going on here. You've got rapport with receiver. Do you want to break somebody in in a rivalry game? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I you know, by the way, uh, selfishly, I love, and when I begin to think about it in my mind, and we have a question about the quarterback, we'll see, but you go back, you, you go back and you start thinking about what's possible for next year. So Winston Wright is, let's say, you know, not going to play this year, and he decides, come back, play a full year of football, Let's, let's go get right. Man, now line up your receivers with the experience that they got this year, and then throw in what we believe will be a much more effective and useful version of Deuce Span. Who's out there, but not really being utilized.
0: Uh, hell, I mean, you know, before he got banged up, Darion Williamson showed right. out for a game. He's so like, oh, Darion
2: Williamson, Deuce Span, Winston Wright, Johnny Wilson, Micah, we go on and on. Kentron. right. Yeah. All of a sudden, if and they then... they
0: close the deal on Haikin Williams.
2: So you're bringing in a five-star who's probably a plug-and-play, body type-wise. He already looks like he's ready. Now, it's hard on freshman receivers, but we've seen it. You can do it. So, yeah, man, that is a core that you'd be excited about. I know we have the rest of this year and we're worried about now, but it is fun to start to speculate what that group looks like because you're only a year removed from having the worst receiving core in the ACC and one of the worst in the power five. And all of a sudden, if you, if you have all of the guys that I just mentioned, they decide to come back and make up that receiving core. You've got one of the best receiving cores in the conference.
0: Yeah, I think even if you lose one or two, and it might be the the, the wrong one or two, well, you still have much more than you did before oh, this transfer whoa, portal question. session.
2: Yeah, I. but if you keep them all, and there's a chance you do. Yeah.
0: It's it's fair to look at that depth chart, though, when we're having the Winston Wright conversation, because here we are. It's going to be November before he plays in all likelihood. We'll see. Maybe he plays this weekend. But, I mean, the, the hard part to this, what's really frustrating about it, is we're still having conversations about whether or not Sam McCall should return kicks. And to me, that shouldn't be a conversation, personally speaking. Winston Wright was going to be your kick returner, and yeah. he was really good at it. Yeah. It might have been, in in hindsight, more important. Based upon some of these transfers, the other guys that have shown out and gotten you know pretty good results, we probably could have used in those first few games a dude like Winston Wright returning kickoffs more than runner outs for us. Big week. Uh, we, well, a couple of guys that I'm wondering about.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll speculate and talk a little bit about that in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio and WarChat TV. Introducing Royal Caribbean's
1: newest ship, Icon of the Seas. The ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
2: So, I'm hoping that uh, we see a healthier looking and uh, re-energized uh, Benson this weekend. I-, I think he could be a uh, catalyst to this run game that we continue to talk about having to be the emphasis, uh, really the identity of the team. And, uh, yeah, we-, we do that. You marry that with uh, Jordan Travis's legs and let him run more. Maybe not Saturday, but I'm just saying in general. Uh, have that be a big part of what you're doing here in these five games. Five games, man. Five games. Let's go. Let's go. You just came off a bye. Everybody's fresh. Now's not the time to be passive. Uh, I run Jordan. He's a big part of the run game. I want defenses to have to prepare for it. It opens things up for the other running backs or offensive line. I believe they can block against good defensive lines. I'm not half-stepping anymore in this run game. We are unleashing the beast for this five-game stretch in the hopes to go 5-0. and And it opens everything else up. And obviously Jordan then has an opportunity to beat you two ways. So I, I'm a big fan of that game plan. I hope that's what we see beginning Saturday, and I hope it's uh, what we're talking about every Monday.
0: A healthy Trey Benson is your kick returner as well.
2: Well, so. without question. And I don't know why we continue to allow Sam McCall to return kicks. He sucks at it. I don't know who's telling him to jog, but he does every single time. It's awful. I'm tired of watching us half in special teams since we spent so much time practicing it and we're not good at it. It's terrible.
0: Drives me nuts. Yeah, that's the thing I I would defend Sam McCall on is even though I'm befuddled as to why he's returning yeah, multiple dudes, no multiple dudes over two years now are jogging out of the end zone, and you're just wondering, oh, so we're just going to run eighty percent speed here? Is that is that what I this don't, is about? See, I don't understand this, and I again I
2: want to be careful because we do uh, owe it to them to do the right thing in terms of what we say and don't say about what we witness at practice. So phrasing matters here about how I say this. I, I don't know that I've ever seen them. I probably can't. I, nobody's telling those guys to jog.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I've never heard that. No. Usually you hear something I've never along heard, the lines of, go.
2: I've never heard slow yeah. down. Yeah, I don't think I'm saying too much here. Wait, I've, wait, no. wait,
0: go. I've yeah, never heard yeah.
2: any of that. So I don't believe it's being taught. No. So if it's not being taught, Tom, and then you witness it in a game, and a guy is half-stepping, would that be within seconds? You'd be like, "Well, that's it. We can't have him back here. He's pussyfooting every time he gets
0: the ball." Yeah, one would think. Except you rolled him back out there after he got demoted, and you're telling me that you know if Benson's a little banged up and missed well, a couple of days and- of practice, that that is a disqualifier to everybody else on the roster. We're trying to find a job real bad for Travis J. Give him a shot there. I mean although he was one of the guys who was jogging last year. So that's the thing is there's a consistency with um, the half-stepping out of the end zone. The thing that they've gotten better at this year is covering the kicks. The Shipley return excluded. They've been re- bad timing it for the was a Shipley bad time, <laughs> <laughs> but I timing. mean it's the only one. They've done a very good job of that. I just My rant is, and I'm going to pound the desk on this forevermore until I see one, what is the study that shows me that shows a coaching staff that if you catch the ball at your one or your two-yard line with a standard height and hang time on a kickoff, what is the reward on your investment, the return on your investment of getting beyond the 25-yard line? If it was the 20, return them all. Yeah, yeah. No problem. How often out of 50 kicks well, do you get beyond the 25-yard line if you catch it inside your two? The answer currently for Florida State would
2: have to be very little in terms of the return because we're jogging out of the end zone so if you're going to half step you got zero chance to get past the 25 yard line that happens every i have to stop myself every time it drives me bananas and i maybe we're not understanding it but i don't you're correct the numbers are the numbers you can watch this and see what's happening right
0: and and here's the thing last year i'd be more okay with it because your offense is not as dynamic Right, So you need a spark. You need a short field. Well, and they say it's and a
2: mindset,
0: and you're trying to teach them to be
2: aggressive. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. The mindset is I'm starting at my 12th because of a hold. <laughs> Correct. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Like, look, we'd be talking more about it after the Clemson game if we didn't score on a 93-yard drive. After we returned one, I think it was Rector, forgive me, Wyatt, if it wasn't you, somebody got gu- was guilty of a block in the back and it's first and ten from our seven. We end up scoring a touchdown yes, on that drive, I know, I know. or else we'd be really pissed off about it. It just doesn't make sense to me, especially when your offense is much more dynamic. If you're in desperation mode, the end of a half, end of a game, and your you offense sucks. And you don't have sucks. the means by which, yes. If you're Iowa, return every kick. Well, you might every- as well,
2: because there's no chance you're going to drive the field and score.
0: Correct. Yeah. It just, I don't get, we're so analytical about fourth and three from the 34, the 31-yard line, and I'm agreeing with that. Where is the benefit
2: well, and, and Gregory, I see in the chat you said let Pittman do it. Look, I'm going to tell you now, I don't think Pittman's great on punt returns. He's had a couple of punt returns that you're, you're pleased with, but he lets too many balls drop. He still lets too many balls drop. He's better than the last guy. Well, the last guy let every ball drop.
0: Yeah, now he wouldn't do that on kickoffs, and no, he was no. on the rotation in preseason.
2: I, I, there- I like Micah Pittman. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a knock on Micah Pittman, but I'm saying when Micah Pittman gets an opportunity in special teams, he's not great.
0: Yeah, he's, he is uh, water- for a very parched throat because he will give you a return. Like, it's a thing. It exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the hidden plays in that game against Clemson when, you know, you could use every second down the stretch is that they're punting out of their end zone after we get stopped. They throw twice because they're – I mean, it's just bad football. So we can't score at the five. Yes. They throw twice off their goal line when they're up 20 points. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we let the Huberth. ball bounce off of their 45 and roll to our 40. When you know, and Dominic Robinson said, this is what he did. He was a college football punt returner. Yeah, a punt out of their end zone. Look at your look at their 45. That's where it's going to be. He's just got to get it out of there. And you're going to point at it and let it bounce 15 yards? Jesus, man. Yeah, no, that's. And my, that's not the only time this. Year but that that's,
2: that's my happened. point. That's the point I'm making. I'm saying right now we've watched it time and again. He's not great at it. He's better, but he's not great at it. So. You know, these are things we're hoping are cleaned up as we go into the second part of this, these five games. This is not just bitch fest. This is, like, these are things you've got to fix when you go into a bye week and you're getting healthy.
0: If the offense, and I get the offense held us from a couple of wins, at least one specifically Uh, in this three-game losing stretch. But let's say the offense looked like it. Yeah, I agree. Let's say the offense looked like it did for those three games the whole year. We'd be talking more about special teams again. It's better in a couple areas. It is better. Yeah. But it's still rotten. In, in many- well,
2: and some of those things you can't uh, you can't help. Like special teams, if your field goal kicker goes brain dead and is scared to death and misses all of his kicks, that's not on coaching. That's he just unfortunately fell off a cliff.
0: Stanley like Mastromano was kicking ass, though. Uh, you know that game against NC State was bad. I mean, he, look, look at the end of the day,
2: when it comes to punts and or kickoffs and or field goals, extra points. You either have the dudes or you don't. Um, that's that, The kicking situation is so different from the rest of football. It's the only thing that's eerily similar to golf. If you've lost your swing, you've lost your swing, and there ain't much you're going to do about it.
0: But the shiny sticker they get is for kickoff coverage, even though they had one that you want back. The rest of them is a pretty critical one. But they were really bad at that last year. I mean, yeah. really bad. Yeah.
2: No, they're better at it. They're better at it now. They're better at a lot of things now. It's that that The point isn't just to, you know, rail against all of these things. It's that I hope that that is the stuff that is cleaned up for these five games because you're going to need all of it. You're bound to be in at least two of the five games are going to be very close. They just are. We're not good enough to run away from a lot of teams. We ran away from B.C., but that you're not running away from other middling ACC teams. You're not. And you know Miami, who looks like a train wreck right now, they're not going to lie down for Florida State. Their pride will be on the line. And now that it's a night game, you know they're going to play hard. God forbid we don't come out sharp. You're in a war for four quarters. You know, Florida's not going to just roll over. They may give up a lot of points, but they're going to fight like hell on offense. You're going to be in close games. And all this stuff matters greatly in close games. And we're talking about the difference between a good season and a bad season and not executing in situations, red zone, and then special teams. This is the stuff that wins you football games when you're – even or close across the board everywhere else. If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, heads up, got a chance to uh, help you out here. My friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans has a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference to those that make a difference in their community. That's right. If you buy a home, you'll waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. That's a $1,600 value out the gates, also if you decide to use their preferred title company for the closing, you'll save another 600 bucks. That's over $2,200 in savings. So, again, a lot of money to be saved here. If you're in that mode, ready to buy, that's where you want to go. Active military, veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, school teacher looking to buy a new home. Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. The number, 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or visit FSUHomeLoans.com.
1: The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at (laughs) orangetheoryfitness.com.
2: You mentioned the Big Ten released an updated twenty twenty three football schedule today, setting the stage for the conference's final season at fourteen teams before Southern Cal and UCLA join in twenty twenty four. It's happening so quickly, buddy. Twenty twenty four.
0: I just hope we get snatched up soon. I know. I, I want brought, to be an old spinster college football. I
2: know. I brought that up I brought this up for that reason for us to talk about it. They stuck with the East-West division format. Uh, The new schedule includes several location and date changes. Penn State will open Big Ten play on the road for the eighth consecutive year. And I can get into some of that stuff, but it got me thinking about where we end up. And somebody asked a question in the chat a while back about how much longer we'll be in this uh, conference. I don't know the answer to that question. I like to say with some degree of certainty that it won't be too much longer, but I'm not sure about that. I do however think that if we are to exit the conference, which is the second part of the question, uh, it will likely be for the SEC.
0: yeah, it's just it's got to be sooner than later because the reconfiguration of the game in terms of the TV deals, mm-hmm. the playoff, the mm-hmm. payouts, all that stuff is coming in the near future. So if you don't have a new home in the next three to five years, you might not have one until this contract is done, and that's that's not good. so <laughs>
2: and that. That's not good. I would
0: think three to five years is a reasonable place to put your hopes. And I don't have anything more than that. It's a hope. But it, it we've said this since, I mean, just about when we started on these airwaves here. Mm-hmm. It feels like a get-out-of-jail-free card is coming for this program and this university. That's not scientific. That doesn't care about a grant of rights. That's a feeling. But it's just the way the game is reshaping. I think that, you know, the collective well, wanna- minds are going to say, look... Let's divide and conquer. It's, all, it's in all of our best interest to just break down some of these barriers for ESPN, for the conferences themselves, for the total revenue generation, for everybody involved. Yeah, Syracuse is going to get screwed. Yeah, Wake is going to get screwed. Too bad. You've actually been living in a bubble for way too many years.
2: You got very fortunate. Yes, yes, I agree. And uh, the sooner that happens, the better. We could use the money. <laughs> we get ready to compete. I do think it'll be pretty interesting... I just never gave it any thought for years and years and years. And now I do find myself thinking a lot about the Saturdays in the fall. I I, I know that, and here's what I mean by that. The idea that you and I might be still working in this business, which is a dream come true, and we feel very fortunate to be able to do it, in which every weekend, well, maybe not every weekend, but almost every weekend features a venue in which uh, it's going to be packed and the people are going to care deeply about football and that there's going to be a buzz in the air? Because if you're if you're playing Ole Miss on a given weekend, followed by Tennessee, followed by Florida, followed by Georgia, followed by – I mean, listen, there's some losses coming your way. But at that point when we've expanded the playoff to where you could lose three times and still get there, everybody's fine with that. Just give me interesting games, interesting games every week and venues that matter.
0: Yep, this is – we get asked this question a lot. Yeah, we do. About where would you rather go? And there is some fun elements to the idea of going, of, to, the Big of going to the Big Ten. Yeah. But, you know, I live here in this town, Correct. and I care about this town succeeding. Yeah, I This agree. is my home. Tallahassee is my home. And what's better for Tallahassee? The SEC, and it's not even close. The Cowbell Ringers in Starkville will sell out their allotment let alone Tennessee or Georgia or Florida. And they will drive those uneven roads all the way down to Tallahassee. The devilish people who have five-night minimums will have seven-night minimums. Sons of bitches. And they'll get paid for them because you've got sycophants and nut jobs in the Southeast, and that's great for business here in Tallahassee.
2: Well, and Oklahoma and Texas are coming to the SEC to
0: boot, so like,
2: yeah, I know Bandy exists in that conference barely, but Short of that, if you're just talking about atmospheres and folks that travel, yeah, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, these days Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas, we can keep going. Uh, Yes, agreed. It would be fun virtually every weekend.
0: And no, I'll never chant SEC, SEC, Oh, God, no. God, no. Ever. But I'll take their paychecks. Absolutely.
2: Do you think if you're Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, you worry that when this transition, uh, not Mississippi State, sorry, Missouri and Vanderbilt, mm. if you're Missouri and Vanderbilt, do you worry that the transition somehow features you getting an exit letter? Like the, you you receive yeah, yeah. a, it's been fun. But we're going to go ahead and add Florida State and Clemson And maybe a few others. Right. Meet meet us for dinner at 7
0: o'clock tonight. (laughs) We'd love to have a talk. Uh, Why are we meeting at the Ruby Tuesday? (laughs) We usually meet at the Ritz.
2: (laughs) The Ruby Tuesday. That's a tremendous salad bar, John.
0: Wake, what are you doing here? Yeah. Mm. Oh,
2: no. no. Yeah. If That's it, right? You just opened the garage door and walked out. Oh, no.
0: He didn't even get to say no.
2: Yeah, you got to, oh. Next thing you know, De Niro is slamming the payphone. That's it. That's, That's it. The fine folks at Vandy yeah. and the zoo are getting that call. What? What?
0: Who's De Niro? <laughs> is De Niro Boston College or Syracuse?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Boston College is getting a call from. Why is Week Forest calling? Don't come to the meeting. Don't go to Ruby Tuesdays. But I like their salad bar. Don't go. Run. It's a bullet to the back of the head, B.C. I just saw it happen to Syracuse and Wake.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if I was a president of one of those universities and it comes down to a vote, let's just say that those rumors are true, that the ACC gets to a certain threshold and you can disband it. I'm trying to cut a deal. I'm B.C. I'm not going anywhere. I know nothing is coming of, a, of athletic excellence outside of hockey, period. So what can you pay me for my yes vote? to disband the conference. Yes, yes. Because I'll take a I'll large take lump sum. I'll take some yeah. offers.
2: I'll take some offers. Yeah. And
0: then we'll go back <laughs> to raising money Jesuit style. No big deal.
2: Oh, man, that's good. Life spectator, yes. Tommy's not a made man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <just> <laughs> nobody smashes a payphone quite like him. That's good. Just like nobody quite pistol
0: whips a guy across the street like Ray Liotta. At least in that movie... Pesci got to go peacefully because a casino, it's horrible. Oh, that's, that's a hard scene to watch. Right. beaten to death with a bat in the desert. That's what I would do to Wake if I was, <laughs> if I was trying to just, you know.
2: Wake, we're going to meet out in the
0: desert. That's right.
2: Why? Why?
0: Bring your brother. <laughs> Why am I bringing Boston oh, College? Oh, Dominic. No, Dominic.
2: Oh, it's so awful.
0: No, Duke. No, not Duke.
2: Hey, a woman got eaten by a bear, uh, I think, yesterday or today. I saw this article come across my screen. I like these articles when that happens. You know, I'm always giggling when I see these things. there will be an uptick in bear attacks. I had to ask you something. If you had to be eaten alive by an animal, who would you want it to be? Ooh. What kind of animal do you want to be eaten alive by?
0: Um, a blue whale.
2: No, but you you're just I want something in there and then you just Large enough, this is just, we're, we're done. No, no, but they don't eat meat like that. They're just going along. I'm sure its
0: jaw is strong enough to close down and clamp down, and then that's that's. that But they're out. not
2: trying to. I don't want to be.
0: I'm not looking for dismemberment here. I'm looking for one fell swoop. We're done.
2: Like a large great white would bite you in half if he was coming up from under and just
0: I still, I be, pegged you. I could be flippy-flopping around for 30 oh. seconds, and I don't want that. I wonder in. Is there an animal that's just really good at uh, snapping the, the neck? And oh, done gorillas, here? I'm sure, if they want. There we go. Yeah, gor-
2: oh, See, w- We wouldn't get you to the eating part. That's a toughie. That thing come running at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking of these people coming around the corner, like those three guys in Wyoming. They're like, what is – that is a grizzly bear. We are effed. This is not good. Uh, you have too much time. I need, some But I also don't want something toying with me. Yeah. Like hyenas are like in the chat, Michael. Good call. You don't want
0: a hyena, man.
2: The strongest jaws, and they will, and they'll like break your
0: bones, and you can be there a while. I pissed off my cat a couple days ago because he was toying with a lizard that came in the house through the back deck, and he's toying with it. I'm like, you get the hell out of here. This lizard's going outside. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was furious. Yeah, you're not toying with that thing. I'm like, come on now. Dude. Orcas toy with things.
2: I don't know if an orca oh, goes. Yeah. Seals the do too, yeah, right? They, they throw it like, up in the hoo, hoo,
0: hoo.
2: Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't want to be. No, Timothy, we're not getting killed by a hippopotamus. Drowning, probably. They're stomping on you and stuff. They do. They stomp on their prey.
0: Is a lion good at just lights uh, probably out? Probably
2: straight to the neck.
0: I think lions don't mess around, right? Uh, Tigers either?
2: Well. <laughs> oh, man. I don't Part of this is the environment in which it's about to happen. So how much time do I have to realize what horrific thing is about to happen to me? So, like, if I'm in the ocean floating and I see the fin pop up from 100 yards away and it's coming straight at you and you're at eye level, mm, no, man, that that's not good. Or it circles you. Just having a look. Like, oh, oh, no, man, I don't like that. Same thing with being on the open plains, though. You know? Oh, that's a tiger. And it sees me. And he's interested. Now I've got time to think about it. Bears just tend to pop on out, right?
0: Old Applesauce is the biggest snow fan I've ever heard of him uh, or seen. I want to be eaten by Renegade. <laughs> well, then, Applesauce, why don't you uh, dress up like our next five opponents? Because that's what's going to happen. David writes,
2: Mountain Lions, you won't hear them or see them. It'll be over in an instant. There we go. That's a great comment. It's a good one. Those Mountain Lions, though, I've seen the videos where the people like do see them. And they're like, hey, Usually that's not one that was really coming there to eat you. That was just wanting you to get away. But you're right. If it, if it is hunting you.
0: I looked at his avatar. It's funny. It's um it's a message correction, and he's got harball written in the message, and it autocorrects the garbage. <laughs> not this year though.
2: Oh yeah, horses have dull teeth. You don't want that applesauce. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I guess I should. I mean, I didn't. I, I realized we're between times here. I can't give you probables today. Should we break, and go back and say goodbye? Yeah, I think we have to.
1: Sorry about that, guys. Jeff Cameron Show. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3.
2: Jeff Cameron Show wrapping it up. Redemption Thursday tomorrow. Boy, I've been bad on Redemption Thursday. i got to have a big day. I have not been good. Good thing this is for charity, folks. Good thing this is for charity. Is it? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. You you know, we we have been in a similar boat this year. You and I really up and down on the wagers for college football. We both have been far more successful prior to this season. This season has been uneven at best, horrible at worst.
0: Couple of bright spots, but for the most part, it's been tough. I've had a strong rally specifically in prize picks. That has been what has saved my bottom line.
2: Well, the only thing that saved my bottom line is a bunch of money line victories in the NFL, just grouping these three games or four games or two game parlays with these money line picks because, and who would have thought it? Because I, I began the season, I couldn't make a pick in the NFL, couldn't
0: win a game. I noticed on uh, our pals of prize picks because they have the games listed already, mm-hmm. which is cool. Jordan's rushing total for this weekend was 30 and a half yards. And I find that interesting because that's one play. Well, for him, that's you scheme for sure. up one play. I don't yeah. think he's going to get sacked a ton against Georgia Tech. Let's so hope not.
2: Let's comes, hope not.
0: It comes down to does he have one play where he keeps it? They all crash. he will be 45 yards in a house call, and then you're done. Cash City. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I like, living in, ha- I like living in Cash
0: City. Halfway to it, of course.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's go take a visit to Cash City, everybody. We'll take the cover bus. Uh yeah, I, I mean I, I'm with you. I'm ready to roll uh to Cash City on the cover bus, but it's been up and down, up and down. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna advise you guys that tomorrow's Redemption Thursday wager. Uh, hopefully you're taking advantage of me, because if you have been and you're being honest about it, look, man, I'm gonna be donating all kinds of non-perishable food items to a charity here locally, uh, probably several. I'll, I'll spread it out. And that I actually love to do, and that's fine. Looking forward to it. But I'd also like to have a great weekend. I had that 8-2 and two weekend. I had a 7-3 and three weekend. And the oh, rest no. have been losing weekends. I can't so, piggyback off you. Well, I can't trust it. No, you can't. Some of them have been, I mean, some of them have been dreadful. 1-9, 2-8. and, nine, two and eight. Uh, It's just been a... Cluster, you know what? Last
0: week, you thought that the slate was awesome and you could have played 25, 30 games. So So, I'm hoping that tomorrow you say, I only like about three or four here, folks, because that might be the the key.
2: But let me tell you this. So on the show, I only try to come up with 10 games. They're not all my picks. Some of them are. Obviously, you you hit the siren when you recognize that they are. But you really, you want to, frankly, and I'm not telling you to do something you shouldn't do out there, but frankly, you want to bet in bulk. You want to have a lot of games. It helps mitigate some of these extreme weeks. You know, if you have 25 to 30 games, then, you know, you're not apt to go 5 and 25. That ain't going to happen. But you can go 2 and 8 with the quickness in a 10-game stretch.
0: Old P. Simpson said he's been on the poverty trolley. Now he wants to be on the cover bus.
2: Me too, P.
0: That's right. Me too, P. Just got to get some Delta 8 on the way. That's all.
2: My friends at Tulula have helped make this football season, even all the losses, that much easier to take. I went and float. I went. I went and had a float over in Railroad Square, and I loved it. I was explaining today to the owner of Gordo's, Eddie Agramante, about the float, and he's going to go float. I've already made business. I've made money for Tallulah. They're going to go over there and float. He wants to see what it's like.
0: It's amazing how svelte that man is.
2: He's lost a lot of weight, looking good. I gotta. I'm mad at myself. Mad at myself. I haven't been this. I was due for this. I think I was due for this. Uh, Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.